It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast, Drew, Mo. Yo. Mo Cow Rich. Bringing the bowl. What's up? Drew, did you get sick on Thursday, or is that curse broke? No, it was good. Well, you wanted to get sick, so it was good you got sick, or good... You didn't get sick. No sickness. That's good. Two weeks in a row. But it could come back. Maybe it does two weeks on, two weeks off. (laughs) (laughs) You're not not down with the sickness. (laughs) I wonder if people know what that reference is. I don't think it's that weird a reference. No, it's not. But I, I, I don't think as many people listen to that kind of music as we think they did. Not because anymore, maybe. That's an old-ass song. Well, I know, but even at that time, because that, that genre was in and out pretty quickly. <laughs> Which is unfortunate, because it was fantastic. Especially for workout music. Cal, do you want to tell people what, we're, what you're referring to? No, they can Google it if they don't know. They'll figure it oh, out. Oh, that's terrible. That's the best. The other... What's that? That's the best. Yeah, fuck them, right? <laughs> the other day, we were talking about uh, the Matrix and when you know how old that is. It came out in 1999. That was more than 20 years. What the fuck? Yeah. How did that how's that more than 20 years ago? Yeah, I never got into those as much as other people did, and and I and I and I like the movies. I just I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch them. Probably do. They were good. Yeah, it was, it was less about the movies and more about the timeline. Can you believe 1999 was that long ago? Mm-hmm. That actually does seem like a long time ago. No, oh, the 90s were like five years ago. That's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> a calendar begs to differ. <laughs> I do want to say I am proud of the number of listeners uh you know that have messaged us based on the stuff that that we've been talking about i i guess people really do listen i'm shocked they do what kind of what do you what messages you getting every week well um about the jardinera mape and hamba ham bob asked me he brought up a good point. He said, you're sitting here talking about hot peppers and you don't tell anybody how they could order them. That, that was a gaffe on my part. That was, I overlooked the, the fact that if, I, I assumed that nobody would, well, first I assumed nobody was listening. Secondly, then I further assumed that nobody would actually be interested in buying hot pepper mix. But if you do, uh, you could even order the Portillo's hot mix. You could order Marconi's a good brand, Del Alpe. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ones you can get. But don't get mild. You either go medium or hot. Don't waste your time with mild. So I said to make, I, 
I had to come come back with that because I felt bad. <laughs> there you go. It's all about what questions did you get, and you have to you have to talk about your hot and medium, no mild. No, it's just I mean it's like same thing with wings. I mean we've talked about this. You guys are boneless guys, but you don't get mild, right? Um, maybe you do get mild. Depends how many you want, right? Like, if I'm eating a few wings, I want them pretty spicy. If I want to eat until I hate myself, Mm -hmm. they're more on the mild side. Mild or medium? I mean, more medium for me, but... Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't totally judge mild if you're going fatty style. No, even if... Look, if you're talking flavor... Mild, you might as well just get no sauce. I mean, it's really just a vehicle for ranch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. In Drew's case, blue cheese, but... I don't do blue cheese either. You don't? No, fuck no. Well, I don't blame you on that one. What, <laughs> what do you do? I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you just eat the wing? Yeah. It does already have sauce on it, to be fair. That is true. It's all natural. Yeah, You're talking about it. the wings, right? Well, whatever you want to interpret that as. <laughs> Drew's over here eating, <laughs> eating a pile of mild wings naked. <laughs> Le- leaving cow to interpret something is probably not the greatest move you could make. I'm good with it. So there's a dad joke to be made there. Imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how we, you know, today's Memorial Day. Right? Yes, sir. So thank you to all those that have served and appreciate you guys. Memorial, Memorial Day. Memorial Day is for the ones that didn't make it back. It's true. Yes. But. I've seen a, uh, an actually, uh, I guess meme, but uh, post that is Veterans Day is for the ones um, that have been able to take off the uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, there's a. Not a military, what day? What's the other one? Shit. Uh, Armed Forces Day. Jeez. Armed Forces Day for the ones that are currently in uniform. Right. And and Memorial Day is for those that never uh, got to take the uniform off. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really... All the guys that I knew that went into the military came back. Okay. And one of the guys that I, you know, that I know from the cigar shop has been posting pictures of people that he served with. So he's got the guys that obviously he still talks to in, in their in their recent pictures, and then he'll post the guys that didn't make it back. And it's just me. I don't even know how to describe the feeling when you see that. I mean, these are young guys. You know, you're yeah. talking early twenties probably, and 
you're talking now probably like a decade ago because he served in, in Afghanistan like at the beginning, not at the beginning, but kind of the middle of that, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. um, it, it, it's, it, it really puts things into perspective when you see people that actually did lose their lives to serve the country. I don't know. Did you guys know anybody that served and in, in that, you know, there's a bunch of people that are like one person away. Do you know what I mean? Like people sure. I know right. there's a lot, a lot in that realm, but not, yeah, not a lot in the other, <laughs> the other grouping. I mean, old relatives that you hear about, yeah, right. right. were like, you know, you're great, great something or other, but it's like, all right, well, that's, that's tough to contextualize in this. Right. <clears throat> I'm sure there were some I went to high school with, but not that I, know of yeah because me and you mo i don't know where you are at cal but we were i mean we graduated high school uh what 9 11 i mean that year so oh yeah all those kids that went you know right after graduation went to the military mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of them that didn't get to come home yeah Yeah, man, it's, uh, yeah, so be grateful for everything you got, man. Never know when your time comes. Cal, what topics you got, buddy? (laughs) I was like, well, how do we? Well, that was a good moment of silence. That That was a good moment of silence. Yeah. And, uh, oh, where do we even go next? These are totally inappropriate topics after that. Bring it on. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go with, let's just go completely uh, off the wall here. Let's do it. Let's get inappropriate. Right. Yeah. Well, it's not, yeah, I hope it's not inappropriate. No. Uh, if you, if you could have an army of small mammals of your choice, which small mammal would you pick? How small is there? A, what's a weight limit? I don't know. Go go up to like rabbit or raccoon, that kind of size, right? Like <laughs> some you wouldn't notice too much if you hit it with your car. But it's got to be a mammal. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go with that. Uh, why would you just limit it a little bit? Why wouldn't you ask this? This is a great question. I don't understand why. Would you not want an army of small mammals? No, not really. But if I had to have them. What? They'd like do whatever you wanted? Well, what what would they do? <clears throat> whatever you told them to do. Well, they can't do anything. They could like attack people you don't like. They could fetch things for you. They could Do human you beings food. count? I mean, if you want babies, <laughs> small <laughs> mammals. <laughs> I don't know, Cal. I don't even. I don't even know how to answer this. I'm thinking like, uh, gotta have something with like some hands, like uh, Chimp? small mammals. I was thinking, like, uh, what is would a would a squirrel qualify? They would, right? Oh yeah. I'm thinking like a squirrel, maybe even a flying squirrel. <laughs> All right, now why? Oh, I don't know. They got hands. They could actually grab things. 
<laughs> go, go grab me a cigar. A chimp, I would think, is too big. He said like rabbit yeah. size. So yeah, it would be too big. I was going squirrel too. I mean, what they are those can little monkeys that get all over the place. Shoulders. Capuchin. A what? Little capuchin monkeys? Yeah, that's what I would pick. That would be close, yeah, in size. That would be up to Judge uh, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, an judge army of those would be Dick. strong. Actually, you know what, Cal? I don't know. I'm going to start a petition, and this will probably get legs, since you like to troll me with the closed mouth selfies, which, thank God, didn't take off that much. I'm, I'm going to petition that we start calling you Moo Cow Dick. I think now that you're getting older... Rich, it just you know, it kind of has a little kid feel to it. Drew, what do you think? I already do call him that. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> not as a name, though, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> generally, nothing will yeah. change. Wukow <laughs> Dick has a nice little ring to it. I feel like I got to be older to go go by Dick. Could that he... feels like a really old person name. <laughs> Mukow Richard. Mm-hmm. It feels formal. Well, in a formal setting, we could use Richard. Yeah, then I could be I could be Moo Cow Richard in formal formal settings. That makes sense. Like in a job interview. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, somebody's going to come back with a, a mammal army. That's going to be awesome. I'd go squirrels. They could fetch you things. They could climb shit. Uh, they could jump on people. Right. Have you seen squirrels jump at things? Yeah, I was like watching them today in the backyard. Distance. They're crazy. <laughs> they are. Drew, we we once talked about there was there was another one of your questions that was like this: Would you rather fight X or X amount of this or X amount of that? And squirrels was one of them. It was. And Drew, what did you say, Drew? You could take like a few squirrels, but not. I think so. A couple. <laughs> You could fight. You'd eventually get overpowered by so many of them, but yeah, they're scrappy. Mm-hmm. So that's why they'd be a good mammal army. They're a little, right, well, little flighty, though. I don't know if they're, you know, they're not like a tough animal. <laughs> I think true. you could spook them easily. Get your blush in. in the, not much in the small mammal category that isn't like that. Well, yeah. can't get like a honey badger maybe like a cat <laughs> cat's not gonna listen to you even if you're in charge <laughs> i'd have an old whole army of cats and i'd take on your squirrels <laughs> your cats would just be like fuck you i'm sitting here <laughs> give me a box <laughs> all right fair enough that didn't that didn't catch um, <laughs> what's what's the last non-cigar thing that you got really excited about like in your life start of the baseball season being able to go to opening day yeah that was awesome uh you know what I've got not, maybe not maybe not me necessarily well kind of so, uh, my wife actually, uh, we don't have to talk numbers, but she set a company monthly goal last month. 
Um, we're still in May, technically, here. So she's actually set it in April. Uh, never been hit before in one month by one salesman. Uh, and she broke that goal this past month. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Blew it away again. Uh, yeah. Huge, huge numbers. Um, I guess it really doesn't matter numbers wise, but, uh, nobody's ever broke a million dollars in one month for our company. And she did it the last two months in a row. Whew, that's awesome. That ain't bad. Pretty exciting. So mm-hmm. we went to dinner Friday night and. Celebrated. Very but cool. Awesome. Pretty exciting with that. I I help contribute a little bit. You were like, good wait, job. Yeah, way to make it about you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, uh, I ship a lot of her stuff out. So if I don't do that. <laughs> Actually, that is a, trust me, you talk to any cigar person as well. That's a big part of the equation. Yeah, I bet for you guys, yeah. For any any business that's selling a product, you know, timely shipping, correct shipping. Yeah, they can make the sale, but you can fuck mm-hmm. up the next one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Other man. than that, it's normally like gun stuff, ammo stuff. <laughs> well, what's the last gun you bought? Um, that's legal to talk about. Everything I own is legal. Of course, not, you'd say that. not in the state of California, but um, <laughs> I guess the last one I got was um, it's called a BRN one eighty. It's a um, three hundred blackout uh, pistol. How often do you go shooting? We don't ever talk about this. Every weekend. Nice. Every uh, every Sunday. Like a club or a range or something that you go to? Um, we have a big, really nice gun range here close to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, me and a buddy, uh, we always go over, but um, occasionally we'll have some other people that join us, other friends and stuff that join us. He does some uh, jujitsu and stuff, so some of those guys will come over and shoot with us. Um, yeah, every weekend, man. That's cool. Is the price of ammo what everybody else is saying it is and the, the rarity and all that shit? Yep. Is it all fucked up? Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. I, I reload most everything, so I've had everything that I've needed to for a long time. I just have to do it. <laughs> now, but, what causes that scarcity? I know nothing about this, but I'm curious. So ammo right now is the primers. So primer is on... If, if you don't know, the brass casing on the back end of the brass casing is what's mm-hmm. a primer. When put into a firearm, a, a object will hit that primer, ignite it, which will then ignite the powder, which will then cause pressure within the um, chamber and in, in, in your casing and fire the bullet out the end of your gun. Those primers are scarce at the moment because they're going to produce all the ammo. So you can't find them even to like reload. So like, like bullets you can find brass, you can find powder, you can find primers. You can't cause they're going to, nobody's making like extra primers. Cool. 
So that's where the scarcity is coming from. So how come that isn't like a, a thing that the market picks up on and somebody starts making that? Um, they have. I guess the issue, it I, the other problem is going to be just like the stupid toilet paper thing last year. Okay. So Now they're hoarding it when you see it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, literally uh, here, like Academy, you go to Academy to get ammo and... People will just buy. They're not out there shooting. I mean, most of these people are not. They're not, but they're like, ooh, it's scarce. I gotta buy it. Just like everybody did with toilet paper, which is then causing yep. the demand even worse. And it's like, quit, <laughs> quit doing this. <laughs> so, but yeah, it just keeps uh, compounding the issue. Mm-hmm. Which in turn is, I mean, inflation on everything too, and the demand's higher, the price is higher. People keep buying shit they don't need, won't ever use. <laughs> but give it a couple of years in ammo, you might be able to get from these people for really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of new gun owners too, so that's caused some issues. Yeah, there definitely was this past year. Every election year, there's trouble. I mean, there's always issues in election years, period. But a lot of new gun owners. And then a lot of people like the toilet paper thing. Just buying shit they don't need just because it's there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Cool. What about you, Kyle? Uh, so my daughter recently got really into American Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. Like the TV show, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool, right? She's eight, so it's like the coolest thing ever to her. Um, and she wants to be able to do all that shit. And I just think that's really fun. So awesome. mm-hmm. talking her through all that is just, it's just cool. Looking for, you know, if there's like a course around here or something that we can get her to start getting some lessons on for fun, that kind of shit. That's cool. Yeah. Gymnastics, CrossFit. I have a buddy that's been on the show a few times. Oh, nice. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah, she's done gymnastics. You've got some pointers. We'll see. Um, Move to LA and get on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's out in LA. But yeah, he's been on, I want to say, three different seasons, four different seasons. He's been on quite a few times. He spends a lot of time in the gym. Yep. uh, That's what he does. He coaches cheerleading and then, you know, some weightlifting and CrossFit type stuff. I feel like the the injury possibility for something like that strikes me as pretty high. Oh, I'm sure it is. He, um, and I'm not sure directly from Ninja Warrior, but I know yeah, he's had two different for it, all that shit, right? shoulder, two different shoulder yeah. surgeries. Mm-hmm. I think but, God, any of that crap, man. Use your yeah, body like totally. that, and it's gonna break down. Yep. Remember American Gladiator. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good shit. That was good that shit. Was. Didn't they try to bring it back? Like I ten years say, ago? Yeah. I saw something about it, but I never watched it again. Yeah, I never the, did either. The reboot. It's just a different generation, man. That would be fun to do. Them shooting yeah. those like tennis balls at you or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be yeah, there's like a level of hokiness to it that oh, yeah. you can't bring back now. It doesn't fly anymore. No. 
Well, the, uh, late 80s, early 90s, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like the Hulk Hogan wrestling wrestling yeah. generation, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that's stupid now, but man, at the time, that was... Oh, fun. some people still are ridiculous with that, dude. They're oh, wrestling following? <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Those people are diehard, man. Yeah, but like, wrestling, it's just all different. It's not, it, it used to be, it used to be a little, like, campier and hokier. That's all I'm saying. I gotcha. Well, they've gotten a lot better at the storytelling. They've gotten a lot better. The just stunts a lot are of way better. Yeah, I mean, I think back then, anybody, everybody could dream that they could be that person, right, in the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's a little different now. Again, as we talked about, performance enhancers and all of that, so... I mean, you used to have guys like Hacksaw Jim Duggan that literally looked like he just got, you know, <laughs> from whatever. I don't want to play stereotypes or, or you know, like uh, fucking who else? Uh, you know, it really wasn't until Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, those guys became the norm. And then the guys like a Hacksaw Jim Duggan or a Mick Foley, those guys kind of went to the wayside, right? It all became more so about being ripped and in shape and all of that. It changed, man. I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Mick Foley is my favorite wrestler of all time by far. <laughs> no, he's great. That man took punishment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Great like, performance. I don't, I don't know any of them other than like Hulk. The Rock, but I never even watched him. No, I did. He was, I mean, insanely entertaining. Yeah. Like The Rock, Stone Cold, those guys were big, like, when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even that, that's just a totally, totally different feel than the, the 80s, 90s. Like that, oh, yeah. That time frame, just totally mm-hmm. different. It feels, it still feels like... You know the Rock and Stone Cold; those guys could wrestle today, and it would yeah. it would be fine. Mm-hmm. But you take those like late '80s, early '90s guys, and it, it's just a totally different game. It, 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 yes, there was just a an over the top nature to it. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Who knows? Well, that's, that's like I always shit. tell people. It's, it's wrestling is basically, uh, and I guess you really can't. It's not so much the case anymore because they do have a lot of female wrestling now. But back in the day, I used to say it's just like it's like a male soap opera, right? Uh-huh. No doubt. Uh, so, Mo, how are your White Sox this year? Awesome. Like actually awesome. I mean, yeah, they're yeah, doing like well. You're hoping that no. they are awesome. Okay. No, cool. like legit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um. Yeah, man. I look at. I think there's a lot here that uh, we have sports coming back where people can go out and do things, and and you know a lot of people are going back to full capacity and. I'm, I look forward to taking advantage of it, man, this summer for sure. Going to more games than I have in previous years, at least try to. Mm-hmm. I think this will be the year that you realize a lot of the things you took for granted and, and try to go enjoy them again. Imagine right. so. So we'll see. That's cool, though. I'm glad they're good. Me too. 
Hey, um, how I just saw a um, oh, a Facebook from years ago. Um, Black uh, Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. How'd they end up? They're terrible again. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry I asked. I'll edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. But we had a lot of fun, remember? We'd go yeah. to the smash up and watch those games. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, but... I feel like there has to be a, a cyclical nature to your favorite team, right? Otherwise, it's, oh, yeah. it's just messed up. Those teams that dominate for decades at a time, that's that's a mess. That's not good. <laughs> no, it's not good for, for the sport or anything, really. Or even you as a fan, right? Mm-hmm. Learn sure. to suck like the rest of us do sometimes. Right, which your Packers are about to start doing. Yeah, probably so. That's fine. We'll have to find You're another right. quarterback to build off of for 16 more years. <laughs> right. Speaking of people wanting to go to Hollywood, it seems like Aaron Rodgers is on his way. That could be. So, Sorry, we have a proud tradition of sucking and then not sucking and then sucking again. Right. <laughs> Which is cool. Keeps you keeps you uh, appreciating the the bad time, or the good times when they do count. But here's mm-hmm. the thing, man. So we're you guys are looking for a job, right? And you're open to relocation. How much does... Because, okay, so if we're looking at sports or whatever, a lot of people are getting... Like, what used to drive players before is different versus what drives them today, right? Like, it's more about not just how good the team is or what my chances of winning a championship are. They are also, what are my prospects off the court like? What's the weather like? What's the quality of life and all of that, right? So if you guys are looking to relocate for a job, what things would you look at? And are there any places that you're like, absolutely fucking not? I mean, definitely, yes. Um, I have to think through it, but the answer is definitely there are places I would say no to. Mm-hmm. As long as Gary, Indiana exists, that answer will be there are places I don't want to live. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that would be a hotbed of, of you know, tech-related jobs at this point, but I understand. I, I mean, de- I can. So, I'll oh, go ahead, Drew. I think it would de- depend on money. Okay. All I right. Mean, yeah, that's obviously you, you a factor. Could, you could pay me to go to a shitty place. <laughs> <laughs> but for most of us, cost of living factors in somehow, right? Sure. Oh yeah. If you're making tens of millions of dollars a year, it doesn't. Correct. So you take that part off the table and suddenly the whole country is wide open to you. Like I would, uh, I'm not a big city person anyway, but even if I were, you know, like I, I don't really want to go live in New York or live in San Francisco mm-hmm. for the city nature of it. But I could, if I could live near there, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that could be okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but then you hit cost of living problems and it's just like, you, you got to pay me a lot more for that to be worth it. Oh Yeah. yeah. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking San Francisco, a hundred and something grand a year is considered poverty level. 
That's incredible. Yeah. And that's I mean, not, you, I'm not exaggerating, by the way. That's yeah. real. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not joking. <laughs> I think poverty level in Orange County is like 90 grand a year. Orange County got or 100. It was either 110 or 90, something like that, between that range. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, they pay a lot more for stuff out there, too, then. I mean, they have to, right? Yeah, well. Or is it yeah. just people working remotely? That can't be. I, look, man, I've never seen a place. And this goes back to when I was still at the accounting firm and I would have projects in, in California. People would work two, three jobs, have basically a football team of roommates mm-hmm. just to be able to live out there. It was It was incredible. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I, I like uh, I, w- I want a place where I'm you know, I have family, right? I, I want to raise my mm-hmm. kids in a place that's going to be good for for them. I want space. I want parks. I want mm-hmm. all that good shit. Um, I don't care about the city stuff, so I'd probably live slightly outside of a city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do I do like some nature, right? So. Somewhere pretty is nice. Right. Some mountain views, some beach views, something nice. Good good woods to hike in, something. Um, that's all good stuff. But you find that a lot of places. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm not that particular. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Mo? Uh... I, I don't know. Uh, it's tough, man, because whereas I, I do like having a big city close by, even if you don't necessarily live right in it. Um, but it, it would take a lot for me to relocate at this point, to be real with you. Um, I've been to a lot of places. I've I mean, I lived, obviously I lived in Tulsa, whatever. And, um, but at this point, man, I, I don't know. I just, it would, it would take a lot for me to relocate. I think. Yeah. So there's also the fun part of if you're making tens of millions a year, I don't know. It also opens up the fact that you could just kind of fly Wherever sure. you want to fly, whenever you want to fly there. True that. Right. Like, yeah. The whole that country is... is your playground at that point. Right. And that's definitely not the case. So. Right. But who cares where <laughs> you live if you're, right. if you're a high-profile athlete, I guess is what I'm sure. saying. Yeah, and be anywhere. Yeah. You just commute across the country once yeah. a week. Absolutely. But I'm always fascinated by... the number of people that that do get up and, and relocate and, and start over or whatever and and their reasons for doing it, you know. And you realize it's not always uh, what you think it is, right? There's a, there's a bunch of reasons that go into people's decisions. In the end, you're taking yourself with you, and if you're the problem, <laughs> you right, that's your problem. That's exactly right. Uh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's I feel good. like that's a lot of people's problems. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but that's one of the questions I get all the time. Like being on the road is like, oh man, I thought you would like live in Miami or something. Why the fuck would I live in? I mean, I mean, I get why you would ask that. I understand. Don't, I'm not minimizing that, but I mean, if you look at it from a from a traveling perspective, I'm ex- exactly where you would want to be. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, in that you got to travel to go anywhere. Right, but being like literally in the center and and in like I don't even know if it's number one still but in the busiest area where, where you don't really have to connect anywhere that's a great place to be mm-hmm. minus the winter of course but it's good and bad <laughs> that's true that's true so I got a travel related question for Judge Drew this week Oh, actually work together. Okay. All right. So Drew, every year, uh, tourism to, uh, weird ass places gets bigger and bigger. Like I'm thinking about things like Chernobyl. Oh yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. I was going to ask you that with with places like that. So it's really clearly very dangerous to do shit like that. That That's disaster tourism. Is that dangerous and stupid or is that really cool and fun or is it both? I would go to Chernobyl if I could. I, if that makes it, I, I don't know. If that's stupid, then sure, somebody else needs to judge me. But I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> what would you do there? Um, I've seen videos of the people going like through it. It looks fucking cool. It just looks like a deserted ass place, right? Uh, yeah, Nature's I, taking I, over again. I love that shit. <clears throat> um, as a, as a kid, we used to go through. Um, I want to say it was over in Kansas. It might have been Arkansas. I don't remember. Um, um, an old glass factory. Um, and that had just it was it, same deal. It was just ran down. Um, nobody was there, but um, we'd go through that. But it was cool. It was like time was standing still, and obviously in Chernobyl it, it is because they just dropped everything and took off. But hmm. uh, I don't know what else would be cool to see. But yeah, that one would be. Have you gone to like any of the ghost towns out west or any of that kind of stuff? Um, no, I've no, I've never done anything like that. Do you have anything? I wouldn't mind doing that. That'd be pretty cool. Like, um, what's the um, like like Tombstone is is kind of like that, isn't it now? Or is it an actual town? Anywho, yeah, I would do stuff like that. Any of those are cool. Yeah. Yeah, those don't have the danger factor of a uh, you know radiation all over. Mm-hmm. Well, you're in a suit and you can take so much. Ra- it's no worse than like a X-ray. People don't think about that. <laughs> Do you think it's actually that? Uh, here's a, here's the question for your trusting know. level, I guess. Do you think it's actually that bad, or are the people trying to sell you on these packages saying <laughs> it's that bad? I don't know the answer to that. I don't, I don't know either. I know an x-ray is pretty <laughs> bad. And even like a CT scan is pretty bad. It's worse than a couple x-rays. And even flying always... flying in an airplane, supposedly, for a certain amount of time is like an x-ray. It's always fascinating to me what people think is 
you know, where like they draw the lines of too much danger, right? Or like too much risk. I always find that hilarious. Oh yeah. The justification process of <laughs> yeah, like Yeah. Well, just like that. Let's say let's say you could prove that it was equal to I don't know, five X rays and they're like, Ooh, I'm not doing that. It's like but but you flew five times this year, and that's the same thing. <laughs> I don't think well, people different. realize... It's not all at the same time. <laughs> the amount of risk they take each day. Oh, Just shit, living. I know. Yeah. Getting in a car and driving? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people also put a different a different sort of perspective on it as to like mm-hmm. whether it's needed right or sure. feels needed or feels like it's not like if I'm getting an x-ray I'm not getting one for fun right yeah. at least I better not be <laughs> the yeah. fucking weird ass kink <laughs> actually there are people that are into weird shit like that there are that that is true I'm sure Fair enough. So, Drew, you're into the disaster tourism. Absolutely. Fair enough. What, what about if it's, you, Cal? I, 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 I was going to ask some more questions just to probe into this. Go uh, for it. Just because I'm curious, right? So, when you're thinking about stuff Pro- like that. Probe is, me, is Cal. It... Probe me. <laughs> probe me deep. All right, we got, our, dick. we got our episode name. <laughs> probe me, Cal. Um, so... Uh, what about like sites of disastrous events? Like when you talked about nine eleven earlier, would you go to the ground zero spot or would that be weird? Uh, I would go. Uh, what else you got? Yeah, I would. I, I mean, that would definitely be interesting to see. Like old battlefields and stuff. You'd oh yeah. That'd that be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. <clears throat> yeah. I imagine you'd be in for like diving into a shipwreck or some shit like that. Diving's weird. I've never actually um, done any uh, diving, but uh, I don't know. Depends on how deep. <laughs> well, they're at the bottom. I mean, how how far down do you have to go? <laughs> a thousand feet, a uh, hundred feet. I, obviously, I know you can't do that, but you know what I'm saying, like. Yeah. What is it about the deeper depth that gets you? I don't want to fuck with that. (laughs) (laughs) That's some, yeah, that's some risky shit there. I think it would be. But going to Chernobyl's perfectly safe. No, that's fine. (laughs) I get what you're saying though. The the ocean is fucking horrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Looking realistically, you'd be fine, but uh, maybe, yeah, you'd be fine. But I don't know, dude. I bet you there's more shit in the ocean that they don't know about than they know about. Oh, I, I guarantee you there is. Yeah, I think scientists believe that too. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, most of the ocean isn't really explored. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about how much space that is, right? So exploring land is one thing. You go, it's like, 
it's three-dimensional, but it's also not three-dimensional, right? You don't have to go down into it to explore it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The ocean, you got the whole surface, and then you got everything all the way down. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, it's not even sort of comparable to the land, because you got all that volume you'd have to look around in. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, diving sounds fun to me. Like I said, I've never done it. I've done some um, snorkeling, um, like in Hawaii and stuff, and it's fun. I'm not a big ocean person, I guess, too. Mm -hmm. I don't like the salt water. <laughs> I don't like the beach, either. <laughs> Sand gets in everything. The salt water is fucking gross all over you. Fish pee in there. <laughs> Fish pee and poop in there. <laughs> I mean, it's fine for short periods of time, but I'm not a big beach person. I like looking out at the ocean. Yeah. That's I don't fun. like going oh, in the yeah. ocean, yes. but I love looking at it. Yeah, absolutely. Could do that all day. Yeah, that's fine. But I'd rather, I'd rather just swim in a pool. I agree with you. I think that's <laughs> that's accurate. And not even like a like a scared thing. It's just I don't know. It's easier. <laughs> I can, I can literally swim in a pool and still feel clean when I get out. But you go in the ocean, you don't feel clean at all. And then the sand's all caked to your feet because you got to walk back to wherever you were at. Gets windy and sand's blown in your eyes. <laughs> Even if there's not sharks and stuff, there's like jellyfish, right? Absolutely, jellyfish Could be anywhere. Yeah. They could be. We did. Uh, we saw some um, funny. Um, we had been talking about sharks because there had been some shark attacks when we were in Florida last year. And no shit, there's <laughs> a couple of us out in the ocean. <laughs> Actually, quite a few of us were. And of my group, um, and we saw some fins pop up quite a distance off from us, but still everybody freaked out and it was like three dolphins, <laughs> <laughs> but it was still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. A couple of dolphins hanging out. Talk about seeing some people move out of the water quick though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dolphins and whales, though, man, I could watch those all day as long. Oh as hell I'm yeah! Right up by them. Mm. That's good shit. And then, like a like a submarine, I might could do. That'd be cool. Like uh, I picture like that little one that um, James Cameron took down to like Titanic. That'd be cool. Man, those are little though. That's like real little. Oh, it'd be terrible. Yeah. I I know because they're in there <laughs> like hours, right? Just dropping them to the bottom. Well, you wouldn't want to do that if you're claustrophobic. Mm. Holy shit! I can get a little claustrophobic at times. If you want to find out if you can get really claustrophobic, <laughs> jump into <laughs> yeah. one of those things. No, I think that wouldn't bother me. Mine's more like um, like when I was going through firefighter stuff and different trainings, they would have you like where you had to like shimmy through like tiny little like 
pipes or tubing or whatever. And when you can't move like your arm, like you can't, you can't put your arms above your head and then like at your side. If I couldn't do that, that's when it's like, uh oh, I'm gonna start freaking out. <laughs> or if your arms like are above you and you're kind of just like pulling you, but you can't put them down. Mm-hmm. When it's that tight, that's when I start kind of like an MRI or something like that, or a cat. Uh, what MRI? MRI? That doesn't bother mm-hmm. me at all. But yeah, if I'm shoved into a small space and I can't move at all, that's when it's like, ooh, okay. <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Are there people that actually enjoy that though? Surely not, right? Maybe they are. Somebody likes everything. That's true. There's some weirdo out there. That is true. Put me put me in a spot where I can't move, please. Small. I mean, you got the whole the whole BDSM community. Well, yeah, that's a that's a whole different ball game <laughs> Slightly there. different. Hmm. There you go. Judge me. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So, Mo, you got new stuff coming out, right? Yeah. You've been kind of talking about it a little bit, getting getting closer to the horizon that's worth uh, letting people know to save up their dollars for? Well, it, technically they should be coming from Nicaragua this week, but as history has shown, you don't count your uh, cigars until they are literally here. So we'll be monitoring that this week. Nice. But, and uh, which yeah, ones are these? They'll be the uh, additional sizes of the Maduro line. So nice. 450, 646, 652. And speaking of things that uh, similar to ammo, uh, precipitation and Corona will be limited quantities on this first batch. So if you want those, I would suggest getting them. So you're saying available. stock up on them? Yeah, because I, I, I don't know exactly when the next round will be of those. So your toilet paper and primers and Patina Maduro precipitation. Damn right. Get them. And yeah, and the copper. So yeah, man. Well, uh, excited for those to hit, you know, going into PCA, that'll round out the, uh, the core. See where we go from there. Yeah. How many facings is that now? It'll be 15. Damn. Pretty good number. Well, it took four years to get there, but we're here. Well, lucky number 16 is that fifth year anniversary, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but there's another project that actually may go into production and, and be out before the end of the year, but I may also just save it for next year. So we'll see. Nice. Mm-hmm. It seems like sales across the, well, total sales, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say across the board because I don't know if that's true, but total cigar sales still seem to be high. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think people are definitely buying cigars, man, and and, you know, it, it's great. And, and like we talked about, you just got to find your niche and kind of where you fit. And 
Uh, um, so that's what we try to do. But yeah, I agree with you. I think I think overall pretty strong. Hopefully you can uh, capitalize on that a little bit. That's the goal, my man. But as we talk about, there's like feels like there's literally something new every day. <laughs> I think there is actually pretty much. So we'll see. Do you think it's so? I've heard that from a lot of people who have their own businesses, but I feel like I hear it more from people who are in cigars. Is it more in cigars or is it, do you know what I mean? Like, cause every entrepreneur says it's something new every day. Right. Is it, is it different in the cigar world? I'm, I'm curious. Well, look, I, I think it's not just, It's not just like, okay, someone's coming out with someone something new, right? But it almost feels like sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to stuff. Like it's just, mm-hmm. oh, we're doing, you know, it, oh, coming out with another one of this or another one of that, or and um, it, ultimately, if the the retailer is always going to do what makes them money, right? Yeah. So I could sit here and complain about it all I want, but somebody felt that way about Fatina when it came out, right? And then you just have to establish yourself. And I'm not even talking about brands adding core stuff or coming out with new lines and things like that, but I'm talking about all the other noise even just beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. Like There's just a ton of that. So in addition to people establishing core lines or establishing brands or whatever, you're also now dealing with a plethora of, of one-off type stuff, not Illusioni one-off, but you know, one-off type stuff. Or, <laughs> so, you know, in the more of that, you know, those are quick, those are like money grabs, right? So, that's just less money or less, yeah, less money that a retailer, especially if it's something they could sell quickly, that's less they're going to, they're, you know, if they were, if they were due to reorder for patina this week, oh shit, I got XYZ in. Now I'm going to push my patina order back two weeks, right? So that's kind of where it gets, whatever. Don't push your patina order. <laughs> You'll regret it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might. It's an interesting game, right? Because the retailer has to, in in those cases, guess what's going to sell better, right? Mm-hmm. Based on their clientele, their prior experience, what they know about it, all that stuff, the hype. Oh yeah. But that's got to be a crappy spot for them to be in too, right? Because it's like, well, I can order this, and it'll either sell right away, mm-hmm. or it's going to sit on my shelf for like a year. Yeah. And I'll blow it out. Yeah. And look, we've talked about this. There is still a massive, I mean, a massive like disconnect between online consumer and brick and mortar consumer mm-hmm. and, and buying patterns, I should say. Right. So. But ultimately, man, in you honest with yourself too like 
as we've seen with some other stuff that has worked and has done well, there has to be a connection to the brand that people, that there's something about it that people want to be a part of. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the truth is like, for me, I'm, I'm still looking for that. Like, I don't know what that looks like where I don't compromise myself. Right. Other brands have found a way to do that where, and they've been wildly successful at it. You know, you look at Drew Estate, um, with their Drew Diplomat or whatever, and that whole subculture. And you look at Tatawahe with the Saints and Sinners. You mm-hmm. look at Roma Craft with, you know, I mean, they just had the Weasel Fest. Um, I mean, yeah, Protocol, they're doing their pool party thing or whatever for the second year. People really like these types of things. Whether you agree with it or not doesn't matter. It, it's people like that type of stuff. And they yeah. like to feel a part of something. It's right. like a social, it's the most social individual activity there is. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting. But if I were to do something, I would go along the lines more of like a Saints and Sinners or a whatever. I, I think Warp did something like that too. I don't know what it's called, but that would kind of be more of the angle that I would see something maybe doing. Right. It's like limited cigar releases. Mm-hmm. Or even at some point doing my own brick and mortar that has patina stuff that you could literally only buy in the store, mm-hmm. you know, and try to turn it into a destination spot, something like that. But I hear I hear you can open shops in Chicago. <laughs> you can. There's actually one area, man. Remember we were talking about this, like. Actually, even right before the pandemic, we were talking about cigar shops and, and this and that. But there is one area um, around here that I think you're just making absolute killing. But and it's underserved. But you'd have to want to like, like live there, and I really don't. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah. Interesting, man. You can always commute. Can't be that far. No, it is. People love driving across <laughs> no. Chicago. No, but it's like it's borderline not even a suburb. Like, oh. I mean, it's a suburb, but you might as well be in Wisconsin. Oh, you know what I mean? Mm. Well, you should move to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah, once once you cross anyway. that border, though, you can't open shit. Yeah, that's right. And that's part of the allure of it, right. by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same as there's a, a shop. You know, I, 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 I spend a decent amount of time in Louisville, Kentucky when I can. Mm-hmm. There's a shop that opened right across the border in Indiana, right across the river, because uh, mm-hmm. can, you can smoke there. You can't smoke inside Louisville, inside right. anywhere. Okay. So... You open a shop right across the river, you're gonna make a fucking killing, oh, which yeah. is what they're doing. You can mm-hmm. you can see it happening year by year. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, that was a wise choice. Oh yeah, you're talking about Jeffersonville, Indiana. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've watched year after year where that place gets better and better, and the places in Louisville get worse and worse. Yeah. So I do the same I, thing. I think about this, and I and I don't know. Like in ten years, I haven't decided if the retail thing is going to look exactly the way it does today, 
with maybe even a little bit more online, but I can't, I, I haven't really like, will online even be around in 10 years? You know, I guess it depends on, on what administrations come into office between now and then, but it's going to be interesting. I think this is a, I think this is going to be a, looked at as a pivot point for cigar retail and how cigars are bought and consumed and sold. I really do. I think I there's going to be, I think there's going to be some, I think the pandemic will be a, a I think we'll look back on this in five to 10 years and say, yeah, that was kind of the beginning of a different direction. And maybe we're not even seeing it yet, but I think we will. Hmm. What do you think, Drew? I don't. <laughs> you don't think, or you don't think so? I don't think. <laughs> but I'm curious. I mean, what do you guys think? I think people have been saying that same basic thing for the last 10 or so years. You know, we're, we're going to hit a pivot point. It's going to change something, something. Nothing's changed so far. But it has. People order way much more online now than they did 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah it's just a gradual change, though. That's not like a tectonic shift or anything. Um, well, it depends biggest, who you ask. <laughs> yeah, the, the biggest changes <laughs> that, that I see are, are, there's two things that I think are, matter. The first one is uh, smoking bans hitting cigar shops is a total killer for B&Ms, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's disaster. No matter what they say, it's a complete disaster for them. Um, and the second one is, is sort of a, the first one is probably a subset of it is cigar stuff getting caught up with other regulation, right? So if we want to do something about vaping or whatever and cigars get caught up in it, that changes the game. Yeah. Nobody's going after cigars, but, you know, not being able to, do any tobacco purchasing online, right? Nobody's going to stop and think about cigars when they do that, that mm-hmm. regulation. It's just going to get caught up and it's going to get swept into it. That's the kind of thing that would change it. So it's nothing you can plan for. Correct. It has nothing to do with the industry. Right. <clears throat> yep. I guess the other one that would actually do something is someday, I, I wonder about this a little bit, uh, one of the reasons online ordering of anything is tremendously good is because people don't actually pay sales tax, even though they're supposed to mm-hmm. theoretically, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if any, if that got buckled down on someday, that mm-hmm. might change the game too. Of course it would, yep. yep. But I don't know if it will because of things like Amazon is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So shit like that would be problematic. Yeah. Hmm. I I don't actually worry as much as I used to about an up and cut. Like, is cigar smoking still going to be a uh, still have appeal to younger to the, like the 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 coming generations? And I think. I think cigars have somewhat established themselves almost as a coming of age thing. So I'm not as necessarily worried about that as, as I used to be. I think there will always be a decent market. 
Yeah. For cigar consumption. Yeah. But one thing we don't talk about a lot is the continued legalization of marijuana. How does that mm-hmm. affect us? Mm-hmm. Right? Does it? I mean, we don't look at it as a substitute, but that doesn't mean other people don't. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Well, it hasn't changed anything in Illinois, has it? I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't know that. Fair enough. But, again, certainly less time-consuming, more psychological or more effect, if you will. So, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. We will see. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the states that have legalized it, I haven't seen any significant changes in B&M activity or heard anybody complain about it or anything for a revenue loss or anything, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's a longer-term thing where people, you know, they don't come of age and say, I'm going to smoke a cigar. They come of age and say, it's time to get high. Well, right. And I mean, look at... But they've been doing that forever, too. (laughs) That's not different. (laughs) The other thing is, though, and again, if you're assuming that the trend continues where they make it easier and easier and easier to consume marijuana legally, and they continue to crack down, crack down, crack down on tobacco consumption, which makes no fucking sense... But that's what's happening. Uh, that that could change dynamics, right? I mean, potentially. So, I don't know, man. Well, ultimately, you wake up every day and you're, you're used to, your goal is still the same. You're trying to sell cigars while you can, right? Mm-hmm. And where you can. So, that's all it comes down to. Yep. Hmm. I think there are, well, there will always be cigars. Yeah. At least I hope so. That's not going away. I don't think so. If it does, it's going to be a hundred years down the road. Long enough that we don't care. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and that's also in America, right? Like the the concept isn't going anywhere. Correct. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. If they were banned, would you move? Out. No more cigars in the United States. Would you move to a foreign country? Like you're not allowed to own them or anything. Well, I mean, uh, you no longer can sell cigars in the U.S. starting tomorrow. And then whatever you smoke is you smoke and it's gone. I have a long time to think about it. You, you got a lot. So, of... <laughs> basically, we're can't become Canada. You can still buy cigars in Canada. <laughs> plain packaging. and <laughs> Insanely expensive. Yeah. It'll become that before it's gone. Yeah. 
Well, what else we got this week? Everybody stopped listening at this point, so it's probably not going to matter. <laughs> free, free for all? Yeah, that's all I had. Yeah, that's all I got. Well. Accept our discount code, Smoke Like a Sultan. Smoke Nanny Young. Got to throw that in there. There you go. And one more thing. Moe's got one more thing. No, I, I don't. But since you guys mentioned it, maybe we'll be having open interviews for, for somebody to come help me out at PCA. So Open interviews. When yeah. is uh, PCA? The 9th through the 13th, I think. Of July? Of July. Yeah, of July. So... Maybe looking for some help in the booth. Can we... Are these casting couch interviews? Yeah. No, these are not casting couch (laughs) interviews, Kyle. (laughs) You got to test the reach around. Yeah. (laughs) So the... the, Know the ring gauges. The the lucky winner. Can we get him on the podcast? Huh? The lucky uh, individual. Can Can we get them on the podcast? Sure. Can that be part of the uh, part of the deal? <laughs> well, I'm assuming that I pick somebody. If you pick somebody, you, they have to agree to go to PCA and work for you and come on the podcast. Not work for me, work with me. With you. But, yeah. <laughs> Are they not working for you because they're not going to get any money? Is that why? I haven't decided that yet. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. There's so many people that would go for free just to, to experience they, they, it, but you're, there's no reason to pay somebody. In well, well you're, you're getting them in, right? And that's what most people want. And, and I yeah. wouldn't expect them to be in the booth the entire time. Like, if they wanted to go fuck off for a little bit and, and go see other booths or meet other people, I totally get that. But at the same time, if you say you're going to come help, Come actually help. You better be there. <laughs> you know, don't don't be that guy. More than not. Yeah. There. So, so Drew, are yeah. you going? Are you going to uh, be that guy and come on the podcast? I might. I'm still considering if that invitation is open. It is. You said the. You said that you, you said you couldn't. The ninth through the what? I think the thirteenth. Mike could come over the but weekend. But realistically, we wouldn't be there till the 10th because the 9th is just whatever. Okay, so 10th But it would Saturday. actually start on the 10th. That works better. Let me check flights. Maybe I can. Shit, I haven't even booked mine yet. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we can get Drew on the podcast. I don't know. Maybe. I wouldn't do this podcast if I was a big time in it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, next week. <laughs> All right, boy. See Cheers. you guys. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, direct message us, um, email the Sons of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks.